arrows. Come on, somebody. God's arrows. And we got to continue praying for the conference, praying for what, what God's going to do, what, what God is, what God is going to do within our lives and within our home and, and, and within our church and within the pastors and, and within the community. Amen. I, I'm excited because I love what Jesus does. Jesus looks past our faults, our failures. Come on, somebody. Jesus looks past all the things that we've done, mistakes that we make. And, and the Bible says in, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, it says these words. It says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength. Someone say strength. Strength and that he considered me faithful appointed me to his service. Listen closely. Even though I was once a blasphemer, my God, I was a persecutor and a violent man, a, a vato loco. Hello, somebody. Yeah, all messed up. I was once all tore up on the floor up. He says these words, and a violent man, I was showing mercy because I, I acted in ignorance. And in unbelief. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for your mercy and your grace. God, I pray, God, that you would just minister to us, oh God. That we would understand your word, oh God. That we would grab a hold of everything you have for us, oh God. That our lives, Father God, uh, would be transparent. Uh, that we would be open to you, God. Uh, and open to this generation that needs examples, oh God. People uh, that will be holy, God. Uh, people that will stand right. Uh, people that will believe in you, Father. We come today, God, trusting you, God. In Jesus' name. And everybody says... Amen, amen. I, I'm excited because here, Paul, amen, Paul is writing to Timothy, and he's telling Timothy, Timothy, man, uh, I, I need to tell you one thing. Uh, I need to let you know that I was a man uh, that was violent. Uh, I was a man uh, that was all messed up. Uh, I was a man uh, that was hurting. Uh, I was a man uh, that was ignorant. Uh, I didn't know better. Uh, I didn't know what was right and wrong. Uh, I was doing wrong uh, all the time. Uh, I was doing all these things uh, because I was ignorant. Listen to what I'm saying. Then remains uneducated. He didn't know better. And how many know sometimes that you don't know better when before you get saved? You don't know better that you shouldn't act like that. You didn't know better that you shouldn't talk like that. You didn't know better that that's the way it was in the things of God. Oh, come on, somebody. I got a few men that are going to come right now and they're going to come and minister the word to us. Come on, somebody. And these were men that were ignorant, men that didn't know better, men that God changed their life. They were transformed by the power of God. They were made into God's heroes. They were made into somebody, amen, that can be trustworthy. My God. Someone who would, who would trust God and trust the word of God. I've seen their examples. I've seen them live. Amen. Before God righteous, I've seen them trust God. I've seen them trust God in the hardest times of their life. I've seen them, amen, uh, uh, believe God. And, and I look at this right here and I just see God in their lives. And I see God in, in the word here just showing us very simple, church. And this is what gets me. Paul is saying, look at man. I'm, 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 a, I'm a, an apostle. I'm a prophet. I'm a man of God. But I was also an ignorant man. I was also a violent man. He didn't forget who he was. 
And when you forget who you are, you become self-righteous. You become ignorant. You, 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 you become weird. How many, I know what I'm talking about. And so Paul is saying, I know what I was. I, I know where I came from. I, I know what kind of person I was. Amen. And, and saying that today, I need you to see this really quick. He says, I was once. He's saying, I ain't that person no more. My God, I ain't that dopey no more. I ain't that messed up person no more. I ain't that lost individual no more. That, someone said, that ain't me no more. That, that ain't me no more. He says, he's saying, I was once that, but that ain't me no more. And that, that's, that's, that's great to know that God takes us from one place to another place. God takes us to a place of growth, maturity, where we learn to grow and we learn to, we learn to change. Amen. We, we, we might come into God's house ignorant, not knowing better. We, we might not know one plus one is two. But we begin to learn, amen, that one plus one is two. Amen. We, 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 we begin to learn, amen, that we shouldn't be doing that no more. We shouldn't be acting like that no more. We shouldn't be talking like that no more. We shouldn't be seeing that no And as we grow and as we mature, we begin to learn what's right from wrong. We begin to learn, church, listen to what I'm saying. We learn to know what is wrong is wrong and stop calling wrong right and right wrong. But that we mature and that we grow and that we're becoming everything God wants us to become. And, and I love this because the, Lord, the Lord's grace that was on Paul and allowed Paul to mature and to grow into it. But I, I see people who, 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 who listen to what I'm going to say today because who come to God's house and, and were ignorant, who didn't know better, and begin to grow and begin to change. They go back into their ignorance. That's what's scary. Go back into their ignorance. How many ever went back into your ignorance here? God saying, get out of it. Oh, come on, somebody. Get, get out of that ignorance. Get, get out of going back to that place. Someone say, get out of it. Get out of it. People that were, that were ignorant and God made them passionate, but now they lost their passion. People that were, that were ignorant and, and, and started becoming the people that were helping and now stopped helping became back ignorant. Oh, you don't want to hear. Oh, Jesus. I, I'm, I'm excited because I'm getting ready to, to sort of serious calls and this is called, help me. I'm doing a series together. It's called, help me. And as a barum, as the scripture is going to say, it's going to say, fellow laborers in Christ. Amen. Because it's so, it's so powerful. Amen. When God's people decide to say, I want to help build the kingdom of God. I want to help get lives changed. I want to be there and be a blessing to the things of God. Amen. I, I know what it is to turn from ignorant to passionate to back ignorant. And God is saying, I need you to get back to being passionate again. I need you to get back into your calling, into your purpose, into your fire. Get out of being a blasphemer. Get out of being a violent man. Get out of being a persecutor. Stop blaming everybody. Point fingers at everybody. What, did you see her? Did you see him? Did you see you? My God. It goes on, he says these words, the grace of our Lord was poured out on me. Now, just, just a little bit. 
It says abundantly. It says more than enough. Someone say a lot. I don't know about you, but I needed a lot of grace. Now, the grace is not licensed to continue to sin. Grace is a license to get your act together. Wow. Grace is for that you could come to repentance, that you don't get caught slipping, that you don't get caught, amen, without insurance in your car. You know what I'm talking about? You're going to take your car away because you ain't got no insurance? Oh, my God. It's saying that uh, the grace of the Lord was poured out on me abundantly, listen to me, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Man, God's faith, his grace poured out on us, guys, is that we're here and I'm able to stand before you as a pastor. Amen. But right now, I want to bring up one of the arrows. Come on, Bishop Arrow. Come on, Arrow. Come on, one of the arrows to come up and minister. Come on, amen. Come on, Jaime. Jaime just got married. Come on, somebody. Yes, it's just an honor and privilege just to be up here. You know, Pastor came and goes, what do you got? What do you got for me? He goes, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. You got to give something. I'll give you a few minutes. Get something together. Let's get it going. I was like, amen, Pastor. I'm here. Let's do this. You know, so I got um, I got a little something for you guys, you know, and just God just spoke to me and he was just speaking to me. You know, I just had to put it down and write it on paper. Amen. Amen. So let's just open with, with the word of prayer real quick. All right. Dear Heavenly Father God is coming out. Father God, just thank you, Father God, for this opportunity, Father God, to allow me to be up here, Father God, to speak to your people, Father God. Just let this message go forward, Father God. Let it touch the people, Father God, their hearts, Father God. And we thank you and love you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, guys, let's open to the book of Matthew, Matthew 14, chapter 25. And before I start reading, I'm going to tell you a little bit of uh, this was, you know, after uh, Jesus fed the 5,000, you know, Jesus went up to the mountain, prayed. He sent his disciples ahead. He said he told them, get on the boat and go without me. So Jesus was up on the mountain. He was praying. He was, he was praying and praying, you know, and uh, Matthew 14, 25. And I'm going uh, to start reading right here. It says during the fourth. It says, during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they, they said. And they cried out in fear. 27. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He's telling them, don't be afraid. Okay. 28. It says, Lord. If it's you, Peter said, tell them to come, tell me to come to you on the water. See, that's why I want to stop it right there. We have to have that courage like Peter, that courage like Peter to tell, to tell Jesus to, to, uh, to, uh, he's calling us. He's calling us to come. Uh, he's telling Jesus, if it's you, let me come. He's not testing them. He's reacting in the faith. He, Peter's reacting in the faith and saying, okay, Lord, if it's you, call me. 29, Jesus says, come. He said, come. Jesus said, come. So, so Peter, he reacted in the faith, and he came. He came. He came. He didn't say, he didn't put his foot into the water and go, oh, Jesus, it's, it's cold. I can't, I can't come. It's, it's too cold. You know? He, he didn't make up a, a thousand stories why he couldn't come. He, he reacted in the faith. Jesus said, come. He said, come. You know, it, 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 when, when Jesus... 
When Jesus is telling you guys to do something to walk with him, what are you guys going to do? Where are you guys going to be at church when he tells you come? What are you going to do? Are you going to say, are you going to give him a thousand reasons why you can't come? Are you going to take that leap, that step, that step of faith and walk into it and go forward with Jesus and walk with him? Amen? Uh, 29, it says, come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. He got out of the boat. Peter took that step. He took that step, and he walked, he walked out. He walked. He walked towards, he was walking towards Jesus. That's why I said we got to have that, that faith like Peter. But there was one thing Peter did. There was one thing he did, and he made a mistake. I'm going to get to that right now. It says 30. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. Cried out, Lord, save me. When we, when we worry about things around us and we lose our focus on, on Jesus when he's right in front of us, we start to sink. We start to sink and we keep sinking. Jesus is telling us, he's telling us, come. Come, but we're worried. We're so so worried on what's on, on this side, and we're so worried about what's on this side, and not we're not focusing on the prize ahead. We're not focusing on what's straight ahead of us, because we're so worried about what's in the world. You know, we're so worried about what what people are talking about, what people are doing, what what, what that important stuff. Besides, Jesus is calling us. He's calling us. So He says, "Save me." Thirty-one. Immediately, Jesus reached. Reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why do you doubt? Why do we doubt? You know, we had that, we had that, we had that faith. We had that faith in the beginning, church. We had that, that fire. We had that passion, the desire to, to go. But now something, something happens and we want to give up. We want to start sinking. He's there. Why do you have little faith? Why do you start doubting? Why do you start doubting him? I put right here in my notes. You need, to, you need to doubt your doubt before you doubt God. You need to doubt your doubt before you doubt God. Why? Because he can do all things. He can help you. You need to, you need to, you need to rise up and keep walking that, that, that straight line towards Jesus. And you won't sink. Get back up. Get back and keep going forward. Keep going. Keep going. You know, there was a time, there was a time in, in, in my life when I was in the home, you know, stuff, stuff happened. I thought I was going to, I thought I wasn't going to come back up. I was sinking. I was sinking. I, I thought I was drowning, actually. I was telling Lord, save me. But he said, he, right here in the word, he said, you have little faith. Why you doubt? You know, but I had, I had, I had to get that courage back. I had to, I had to, I had to examine myself. How my pastor said, you need to examine yourself. It says it in the Bible, too. You need to examine yourself. You need to uprise. You need to lift up. Amen? We need to be arrows and just start piercing, piercing through things. Amen? So, guys, we need to have that faith like Peter and take that step. Take that leap. And you will see, and you will see where it will take you. And don't, don't look what's to the left or to the right of you, but just keep going. Just keep going. And you will prosper. You will prosper. You will do big things. I never thought I would be up here preaching. But God had different plans for me. 
You know, he had different plans for me. He had a different direction. He said, you're going this way. And I said, amen, I'm going that way. Amen? It's exciting to be up here. Yes, to have the privilege, the honor. You know? Amen? So that's what I have for you guys today, guys. Is to keep going, to keep going strong, to keep pushing, to have that faith, take that step. And you'll know what lies ahead of you if you keep going forward. Amen? Amen. I'm going to bring up the next disciple, Brother Josh. Come on, Brother Josh. He's going to give another word. Amen, church. Let's pray, yeah? Father, we come before you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Father God. Just thank you for this opportunity to be up here, Father God, to deliver your word, your message. These are your words, not mine. I pray you anoint it, a fresh anointing, Father God. I rebuke anything that's out of you, Father God. Let us be receptive. In the name of Jesus, we all pray. Amen. Well, my name is Josh. I am a product of the men's home. Um, I don't deserve to be up here. God, thanks for God, his love, his grace and mercy. I was addicted. I was turned out to heroin for about four years. I came into the men's home. I accepted Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. My life changed. He brought me here to Living Word. I've been here ever since. I haven't left. God is so good. God is so good, man. I just thank him every single day for everything he's done. Amen? Well, anyways, um, before we get into the word, um, we'll be talking about David. Amen? As you guys all know who David was, the shepherd boy. Amen? He defeated um, Goliath. Amen? Well, this shepherd boy became a warrior, amen, he became a warrior, and he became strong, mighty, strong, defeating the enemies, and, and he became Saul's armor bearer, Saul was the king, amen, he became his armor bearer, and he, he did everything for him, when, man, when you're someone's armor bearer, he, he put his life before, you put his life in front of him, if anything happened, he'll be the first one to die, amen, and that's how it was in these times, and, and he became so great that Saul became jealous of him, he got jealous. He got jealous, and he wanted to attack him, and he tried killing him, amen? So David, he ran for his life. He couldn't, he couldn't kill Saul, his king. He, he looked at him like a father. He loved him, and he couldn't kill him, so he ran away, and he went into a cave, amen? He went into a cave, and he wrote something down. Watch. Just turn your Bible. Look, Psalms 13. <laughs> he wrote this when he was in the cave, okay? So here we have King David. He wrote this. He goes, Oh, um, how long, uh, Psalms 13, verse 1, amen? It says, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever, amen? How long will you hide your face from me, amen? So here we have David speaking and crying out to God in a cave saying, Lord, you have forgotten me, amen? It says, will you forget me forever? What have I done to deserve this? Amen. How many know when things begin to go back, we forget who God is. We forget that he exists. You begin to you go into this cave or wherever the case may be, your car, your apartment, wherever it may be, in your mind, you, you hide inside this cave and you say, God, you have forgotten about me. What did I do? Amen. He says, how long would you hide your face from me? And going on to verse 2, he says, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts? Amen. And every day have sorrow in my heart. So first we begin to forget and then we wrestle with our thoughts. And then we start tripping up here. Amen. We forget God exists. And then we start tripping up here. And now we're letting this negative thought multiply and multiply. And things begin to get worse. And it's not even that big. It's not even that big of a problem. But you're tripping up here and it's gone so big. I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm talking about myself. Right? I, I be tripping out sometimes. <laughs> I'm preaching to myself. Amen. 
And it says, and every day have sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? Amen. It says, look on me and answer, O Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep. My enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my my foes will rejoice when I fall. Amen. So first we begin to forget. Then we wrestle in our thoughts. And then we're defeated. Amen. We're defeated. You defeat yourself. Sometimes the enemy doesn't even have to attack you. You do it all yourself. He's just kicking back, watching you, watching you defeat yourself and go down. Amen. And then you're looking at it like, man, I'm defeated. So King David is hiding in this cave. And he's like, I'm defeated. Look at me. I was once a mighty warrior. I'm in this cave. My enemies are out there going to defeat me. I can't do anything. Amen. But here's the kicker going on to verse 5. It says, but, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord for he has been good to me. David says, I will trust in you no matter what I am going through. I will sing to you because you have been good to me. Even when he's doing bad, he's singing to God. The real question is, yes, we can sing to God when things are going good. But what about when things are going bad? Are you still to sing that song? Are you still going to be happy? Are you still going to be rejoicing? Are you still going to trust in God? Amen. Those are the real questions we have to ask ourselves. When we're in that cave and we're in that state of mind and we're in that trial in our life, are you still going to trust God? Amen. Are you still going to sing God and praise God and give him glory for everything he's done in your life? Amen. And, and it's a trial and we go through these things. We go through these things no matter how long you've been saved. Amen. We go through trials in our life, but you just have to stick it out. Don't give up. Amen. I encourage you guys to don't give up, man. I've been here. I've gone through so many things. I, man, you know. And I, I still, I, I trust in God to this day. I love him more than anything in the world. And, and I want to continue to follow him, amen. So I encourage you, amen. You're not the only one who goes through it. Even King David went through it, amen. So you could hold on to this, to this message, amen. Amen, as we all stand. Pastor Ed, you going to close it up. Amen, amen. You may be seated, amen. We're not done yet. We're just winding up, but. I wanted to show you two arrows. Now, I wanted to show you an arrow. An arrow holds, excuse me, there's a thing called a quiver. And the quiver holds the arrows. Now, the quiver is in the back, and and he usually holds it, the one, the archer. And and what he does is he prepares the arrows, and, and this is the thing. The arrow does not understand that he is yet not going to be used into when the archer needs them. And God says that I've hid you in my quiver, saying that it's not that you're not going to be used, it's that right now you're in the quiver because there's going to come a time when I pull you out of the quiver and you got to make sure that you're still in the quiver, that you haven't jumped out of that quiver. For some reason, arrows learn to have feet. Where'd you go? And when the arrow got pulled out, amen, Jaime got pulled out, he was still there. And he was, and the arrow was still there to get married. He'd been married now, what, two weeks? Been going two weeks? How many weeks have we been? Been a week? He's been dead for a week. I mean, he's been, he's been in a revival for a week. He, he got pulled out and he was shot out and he was still in the quiver. So because he was in the quiver, the arrow got shot out to get married. And, and, and now he's, he's, he's moving into his destiny, into his purpose. It, it takes time. It take, come on, somebody. It takes time. Josh right there. And, and I told him, Josh, one day you're going to preach. 
one day God's going to preach, but you need to just, just maintain yourself, trust God. And, and the same thing with Jaime going, you guys are going to preach. And, but you got to be in the quiver to preach. I told him you got to be in the place where God has you. I said, I said now, if, if, if you maintain yourself in the quiver of the house of God where you're at, I said, there's a time when I reach over, I'm going to grab that quiver. I said, today, I said, you know what, today, guys, today's your day. The quivers, I'm pulling back, and I'm saying, hey, what arrow's there? Whatever, what arrow can I grab to, to say, you know what, let, let, let's fulfill destiny. Come on, somebody, let's fulfill purpose. And I believe God is saying, I, I want to fill my quiver with a bunch of arrows. I want to fill them with arrows, amen, of destiny, arrows of purpose. Men and women, arrows that will change the world. Men and arrows that will change the city, a nation, a world for Jesus. But he needs arrows. An archer needs arrows. Amen. The same way a mechanic needs tools. A carpenter needs his tools. A musician needs his tools. And, and they use that amen, to do what they need to do. And that's the same thing uh, with God. God's saying, uh, I'm the great archer. And I need arrows. Uh, arrows to make a difference. Uh, arrows that I can shoot out. Uh, arrows that will hit the mark. The Bible says we go back to Timothy in chapter 1. He goes on, he says these words in verse chapter 1, verse 15. He says, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Someone say sinners. He didn't come for the saved. He came for say, the sinners. He says, where he says, where I am the worst. Paul saying, I'm the worst. I'm the worst sinner. I'm the worst. I'm the jacked up arrow. I'm a messed up twig. I'm a messed up stick. I'm I'm not what I should be. He says, but I am now. Come on, somebody. I am now, and that's what I want you to know. Jesus is saying, I come for sinners that I will straighten out. Sinners that I will disciple. Sinners that I will train. Get saved and put a purpose. And put a pep in their step. Fill them with the anointing. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. And you will hit the mark and fulfill your destiny. Because God is Say, help me. Woo. God is looking for help. See, if, if God could have did it himself, he would have never reached disciples. If God could turn the world upside down, he wouldn't have reached out to the 12. But he reached out. Somebody say he reached out. He, he reached out because he knew that he needed arrows. He needed disciples to change the world. And that's the same thing today. I want you to know that God wants to use you. God wants to use you, amen, to make a difference in the ministry, to make a difference in this city, to make a difference, amen. Church, I'm telling you, he, he uses sinners, and, 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 and this is what I love. He, he, he gets sinners and he cleans them up. Jesus Christ Mighty displays this unlimited patience, guys. Wow, listen to this. The worst of sinners, Christ Jesus, mighty display his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life, man. God is patient with us, guys. When we're not patient with people, we're not patient, God is patient with us. And God is saying, I'm patient with you because I... I want you to get to where you belong. I need you to become everything that you're called to be. 
Come on, somebody, amen. And, and that's the same thing with me as being a father, seeing my young kids. I'm patient with my kids, uh, amen, before my kids can drive and, 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 and run and play instrument or before they can walk and go to school. They were crawling or they were burping and, 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 and throwing up and pooping and, and, and couldn't do nothing, but I was patient with them. And all of a sudden, they started learning learn how to hold their food and learn how to go to the restroom, amen, L- learning how, amen, to walk and crawl. And being patient, they would begin to grow. Somebody said grow. They would grow, learn, amen, and eventually go to school and learn to get educated and learn some stuff. And, and as they grew into, from elementary to junior high, amen, to high school, and all of a sudden graduating, they grew and being patient, knowing that one day they're going to become wives, one day they're going to become husbands, knowing this. And God is saying the same way you are patient with them. He says, I am patient with you. That you will allow yourself to grow and allow yourself to become everything you're called to be because I look past your faults. Church, the God that we serve doesn't focus on our faults. He looks past our faults. He looks past our mistakes. He looks past the things we do wrong. And he's saying, I'm patient because I want to see you become everything you're called to be. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. He goes on, he says these words, he says, Timothy, my son, verse 18, I give you these instructions in keeping with the prophecy once made upon you so that by following them, you may fight a good fight, holding on to the faith and a good conscience. Some have rejected this and so have shipwrecked their faith, my God. He's telling me, he says, you got to hold on to this, man. He says, some people have rejected it. Some people are shipwrecked. Some people are stuck. Some people are stuck and they're shipwrecked in an island going nowhere. They're in a, they're an island going nowhere. They're shipwrecked. They, they can't get off. They can't get off that. They can't get off. They can't get off. They're trying to, but they're shipwrecked. And God's saying, you want to get out of being shipwrecked? Say, help. Come on, somebody. You got to learn to cry out. The same way Peter was drowning, he said, help. Church, you got to come to that place where you refuse to die in your misery. Refuse to die in the junk or the place that you're at. He, he came for sinners and that we're all of. And Paul saying, I'm proud I was the worst of them. He tried to tell Timothy, don't get stuck in your self-righteousness. Don't get stuck, amen, thinking that nothing's wrong with you. Because if you do that, then you're never going to be able to cry out for help. And so I'm challenging you this morning, church, or this evening, church, is, is learn to stand, learn to get out of being shipwrecked, learn to hold on to your faith, guys. Someone say, hold on. Hold on and, and, and say, you know what, I, I, I'm, God's not done with me. Come on, somebody, God's not done with me. God is not done with me. <laughs> Refuse to jump out of that quiver. Refuse to say, I'm going to stand and I'm going to allow God to do what he needs to do. I'm going to allow God to do what needs to be done because I, I want to hit my mark. I, I, I want to be used to my fullest. Come on, somebody. I want God to use me to my fullest, to my full potential, to my full destiny. I want you to stand with me tonight, church. In God's house, there is many, many arrows being prepared. There is many men and women being prepared. Many men and women being prepared for destiny. 
One of the greatest things for a believer, I believe, is that you fall into your destiny. Is that you live your purpose. That you live your purpose. I was never as happy as I was until I started doing what I was called to do. I got saved and I was no longer ignorant and I started learning about the word of God. I started learning about the things of God and his grace, his mercy, and his love, his patience. That was good. But when I found into his purpose, when I started doing where I found where God wanted me to be, man, I took off. And, and you know what? How, you don't want to know how I, find, how I found my purpose? Was but, but by doing what I thought wasn't my purpose. <laughs> I, 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 I did what, what I didn't think was my purpose and literally got me to my purpose. And sometimes you don't understand that you, well, I don't think I'm called to do that. I don't think I'm called to do that. Yeah, you might not be called to do that, but it's going to get you closer to your calling if you do that. And to get closer to, to, to hitting your mark and falling into your purpose. And, and I didn't think cleaning toilets was going to take me to where I wanted to be, but it got me closer. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't think uh, 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 working with youth was going to get me closer, but it got me closer. I didn't think working with Sunday school was going to get me closer, but it got me closer. I didn't think working with the ushers was going to get me closer, but it got me closer. I, I, I didn't think doing the yard work and doing the church work and doing it was going to get me closer, but it got me closer. See, you gotta understand that that God is saying, I'm preparing you, I'm preparing you for your purpose, your death, and it's not how you expect. It's never how you expect. You want God to show you love, so He puts the unlovable next to you. You want God to show you to be kind, and He puts the, the most dreadful, nastiest individual next to you. And you and you expect it to be some of the way he does it very different. Very different. That's the way God is. I'm, I'm challenging you this morning. Become the arrow you're meant to be. And what I love about arrows, and you know, I, I love watch. I love I love DC, and and I love all the different ones. I, the, the, arrow, arrow. The guy arrow. He's an archer. He's a superhero, and in his quiver, he has many different arrows. Arrows that flash, arrows that wrap, arrows that explode, arrows that just arrows. Arrows that do all the different stuff because in that quiver there's many different arrows in the church. There's many different people. And God is saying, I'm going to make you to the arrow that you're meant to be. You're meant to be. And you might, be, you might look like the arrow next to you. He says, you're going to have to look like that because you're an arrow. An arrow looks like an arrow. A car looks like a car. A truck looks like a truck. It might be a GMC, it might be a Pontiac, it might be a Chevy, but it's still the basic, a truck. We all, all the disciples, arrows of God, we all might have similarities, but God's saying, but I'm making you special for a purpose. And don't you dare forget that you have a purpose. I'm telling you, when I fell into my purpose, when I started doing all these things and I fell into my purpose, man, I, 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 I literally grew spiritually faster than I ever have. 
I took off mentally and spiritually and it just exploded because I wanted myself to do the will of God. I stopped wanting to be ignorant. And all of a sudden, there was a few years in the Lord and people would be like, man, what college did you go to or, or where this and that? And how long have you been saved? I was only saved a few years. I didn't even know nothing. Well, because I fell into my purpose. I stayed where I was supposed to be. I, I, I stayed in my quiver. I stayed where I was going. God began to do something. I didn't lose myself. If I'm going to lose myself, lose yourself in the things of God. But don't lose yourself in the world. Lose yourself in the things of God. And and so then when I lost myself in the things of God, I found myself. And and all of a sudden, it's beginning to blossom and grow. And and, and so I'm challenging you this morning or this evening, church, that God is saying, become everything you're meant to be. Fall into your purpose. Don't run. Don't hide. It's time. It's time to allow God to do what he needs to do. Let him trim you up. Let him shape you up. Let him warm you up. Let him, let him do what he needs to do to, to use you to your fullest. Let's stop lying to ourselves. Let's stop deceiving ourselves. And let's get back to the fullness of who we are in Christ. He's saying, I'm patient. I'm patient. He said, I'm patient. These young men who preach today, I've seen them go through hell, but I've seen them be patient. I've seen them be patient. I've seen them allow God to do what he needed to do. And now I'm just seeing them take off. I see Josh right there. Josh, he became the home director. I don't know. He just, he just blossomed. Just took off. Blossom. Took the home to a whole different level. Just blossomed. Blossom. That's what I'm telling you. God wants to use you and wants you just to blossom to the fullness of who we are. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You hear today, you're saying, Pastor, I want to fulfill my destiny, my purpose. I want to fall into my purpose. I, I need to become everything God wants me to become. Today, I allow myself to become that arrow God wants me to be. I'm going to allow myself to become everything God wants me to be. God spoke to me today. Well, Hammy preached on not doubting God, having faith, and, and trusting the Lord. Same thing that Josh preached on it. About the thoughts of the weirdness and all that stuff that takes place. That we were learned not to allow that and just to get a hold of God and cry out to God. Those, those were some tremendous words. And I believe God spoke to us as a body, as a church. If that's you tonight, God spoke to you. I want you to come. I want you to come. Come and find yourself at the altar right here. And says, God, here I am, God. Have your way. I want to get back into the quiver. I want to get back where I belong. I refuse to live this place the same. I'm living this place different. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is still room at the cross. There's still room in the quiver. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Maranda. Shalala Maranda, Maranda, Marende. Oh, Jesus. Passionate people. Passionate people. People with passion and desire. Oh, God wants to stir up that passion and desire. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, come on, Jesus, come on. Just begin to get a hold of God. Come on, just begin to cry to God. Shut up, my Ramda Rabosete. Shut up, my Ramda. Come on, church. Come on.